Poetry Dose. Welcome to Poetry Dose, episode 5. Today's readings come from a gentleman named Andrew E. Coloruso. And we have two for you today, back to back, with some great insight from Andrew into his writing process. So, with no further delay, here's Andrew with his poem entitled Rachel. A man tending to his pickup on the lawn of a Methodist church saw it all and said nothing. Odd. He, with his black Stetson turned away, crossed himself, muttering not to be confused for prayer. The blood, like galvanized iron beneath the swelling, made it hard to swallow or hard to know why exactly what happened. So bruised, the blued cheekbone, lips overripe and swollen to silence, the hip made raw and adrenal tremors. Such a dream, the way a body, gliding across glass, can be still inside so still. Such a dream, the way a body can be thrown, all tumult of spirit and trying to stand an entire memory in foreshortened light in the yellow of the world. I don't know. We stand as if out of swales came songs of musket fire, an exhaust-like perfume of what is possible, reaching for the leavened ledge of I can see for miles what's coming, what's behind. You have to make them see you, she said, when you cross, knowing, God damn it, that if the sky turned cadmium red right now, half the world wouldn't know. So, you were saying something about strawberry starbursts? So I wrote this poem, which was originally titled Swale, after being hit by a car. Um, now, I grew up in Brooklyn, New York, which is probably one of the most populous parts of one of the most populous cities in the world, New York City. And actually, in all of my time in New York, I was never hit by a car. This happened in Marfa, West Texas, where the population is less than 2,000. Um, I was crossing the street after a um, good day working at the Chinati Foundation, and uh, I got hit by a car, which was being driven by an old lady who probably shouldn't have been driving in the first place. Um, needless to say, I was okay. I am okay, um, I think. But it took me getting hit by a car for for this poem to arrive in its fullest form. And I'd been trying to synthesize my thoughts and feelings around the death and murder of Trayvon Martin. Um, and in the wake of that trial, that mistrial um, that, that took place. Um, and so I wanted to write this poem, and ultimately did write this poem, from the perspective of Rachel Jantel, who was... Um, Trayvon's friend. In the poem, there's a bit of voice that happens toward the end, which, um, for me, is the voice of Rachel, counseling Trayvon. You have to make them see you when you cross, 
knowing, goddammit, that if the sky turned cadmium red right now, half the world wouldn't know. So, you were saying something about strawberry starbursts. A lot happens in that last part. It's not only counsel to Trayvon, but it's counsel to you and me and to oppressed people that you have to make them, your oppressors, see you. You have to be vocal. You have to be outspoken in what haunts you and what plagues you and what tries to silence you. Um, Because in being vocal, it is an act of resistance. And as an act of resistance, it is an act for more life. It is an act for freedom. Um, and so I ended the poem with this moment of questioning about Strawberry Starburst. Trayvon, when, uh, when he was murdered, um, he had some Skittles on his person. Um, and I thought about using Skittles, but actually I was more curious about what happens when the sky turns cadmium red, right? Half the world, which is bathed at night in darkness, wouldn't know that the sky was red. And so what if the sky were lit like strawberry starbursts? What if um, what if we were living under this kind of cataclysmic or radically different kind of light? Literally half the world would not be awake to the possibility of that. Um, and so again, there's this call for, for vocality, for awareness for communication, um, for standing an entire memory and for shortened light. Um, so I hope and pray that this poem is an homage to Trayvon, the memory of Trayvon, his family, and Rachel Jantel. Hi again, this is Andrew Caluso, reading for School Dose, and today I'd like to read a poem by Yusuf Komenyaka, titled Blue Dementia. Blue Dementia. In the days when a man would hold a swarm of words inside his belly, nestled against his spleen, singing. In the days of night riders, when life tongued a reed till blues and sorrow song called out of the deep night, another man done gone, another man done gone. In the days when one could lose oneself, all up inside love that way and then moan on the bone till the gods cried out in someone's sleep. Today, already I've seen three dark-skinned men discussing the weather with demons and angels, gazing up at the clouds and squinting down into iron grates along the fast streets of luminous encounters. I double-check my reflection in plate glass and wonder, am I passing another Lucky Thompson or Marion Brown, cornered by blue dementia, another dark-skinned man who woke up dreaming one morning and then walked out of himself dreaming? Did this one dare to step on a crack in the sidewalk, to turn a midnight corner and never come back whole? Or did he try to stare down a look that shoved a blade into his heart? 
I mean, I also know something about Knight Riders and Cat Gut. Yeah. Honey, I know something about talking with ghosts. This poem found me a little bit later than high school, I'm ashamed to say. But it's a poem that was really important to me, I think, at a crucial juncture in my life. An important learning and maturing juncture in my life. And in that way, I think this poem is crucial to the fiber of my development, not only as a person, but as a poet. Um, Obviously, people love Komunyaka's poetry because of this kind of soulfulness, um, this confessional, jazz-inflected, blues-inflected, specifically in this poem, lyric um, that is wholly his own, um, and, and it's just so beautiful, right? But it's also so sad. This poem came to me at a time when I was afraid that I would lose my mind, uncertain about my place in the world. And so I found this poem that was both lyrically gorgeous and engaging, um, modern in that way that I was kind of trained to admire. Um, but also it was a poem that spoke to me deeply, that reminded me I was not alone in my fear of losing myself, of losing my memory, of being swept away in a wash of demons and uncertainties. Obviously, Komunyaka, who's a brilliant poet, is doing a lot in this poem. Um, on the level of the line, in the stanzas, repetition, right? A kind of blues-inflected repetition in the second stanza. Another man done gone. Another man done gone. And it's also a historical poem, right? Referencing Lucky Thompson, Marion Brown. Night Riders and Catgut. What is Catgut? Catgut is the kind of um, string used for guitars, which was once made of um, literal catguts, right? Like coiled intestines, if I'm not mistaken. And what are Night Riders? Night Riders um, were those members of the Ku Klux Klan who would mount on horses and terrorize black people at night. Now, confession time. I have to admit, I was sharing this poem with somebody, um, a young man from Korea who had served in the military there uh, and was a really thoughtful young poet himself. And he asked me, what, what are night riders? And I, I, I didn't know. I, at the time, having read the poem, I, I didn't have a, a good answer for him. And it only struck me after, oh my God, you know, this Knight Riders here, it's it's not something to kind of casually glance over as just another blues-inflected part of this poem, right? Knight Riders refers to a very real terror. Um, and so it's interesting. It's interesting for a number of reasons. The fact that I didn't know it, but was still able to feel the poem to see myself in the poem. Um, the shame of not being able to communicate the proper historical context of the poem. And um, in many ways, this poem has found me, a- apprehended me, uh, 
before my own dive off of a dangerous cliff. Um, and it has grown with me, absolutely. So I'm kind of cheating. I wasn't in high school. But Blue Dementia by Yusuf Komunyaka is and has been and continues to be um, one of my most important poems. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to Poetry Dose. That was Andrew E. Colaruso with some fantastic readings there and some great commentary. Andrew was born and raised in Brooklyn. He is an assistant professor of literary arts at Brown University, and he's also the editor-in-chief of Broom Street Review. Andrew's debut novel, The Sovereign, was just published by Dalkey Archive Press. And you can check that out at idonotmove.com. And you can check us out on SoundCloud. SoundCloud slash Poetry Dose. Just search us there. And you can send us an email to poetrydose at gmail.com. How easy is that? And one final thing. If you want to support the podcast, best way you can do it is go on iTunes on your phone or on your computer and rate and review us. Just give us a review. Subscribe. Give us a review. Let us know what you think. Helps get the uh, podcast out there. That's the way iTunes works. So anyway, till next time, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to Poetry Dose.